Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark DeVries. I am joined as always, by, and always and forever, by... Always forever. Forever. Miles Ma. Hi, Miles. Hi. And I'm also joined by Jackie Jimenez. Hi. Hi, Jackie. Me and Jackie are drinking White Claw. Yeah. Yeah, and we're sponsored by them. That's why we're saying it out loud. Ain't no, no law when you're drinking the claw. Mm. Is that a phrase? I heard someone at work say it. So <laughs> there's no way that's their slogan. It would be weird for them. <laughs> we're a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, in 2019 and before. Uh, now we talk about alcoholic seltzer. Uh, we've been branching out into other anime. And this week, we watched an old favorite, the anime psychological thriller Perfect Blue from 1997. It is a movie. Is this an old favorite of yours? Oh, yeah. Mark really likes this movie. Have you seen it before, Jackie? I, I like saw it. it once before after Mark wouldn't shut up about how... What the fuck? How uh, uh, Black Swan was a ripoff of this or whatever. Because it is. And I'm like, Mark, I still like Black Swan and this movie is cool, but they're not that similar. Oh, no, they're very similar. <laughs> no, they're not. Every, I think this, everybody knows well, that. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know uh, it's similar. from... Like, okay, well, similar ha- is one thing. Jackie, Inspiration let's, let's, let's is wait, one let's thing. Wait, 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 wait. But a ripoff... Anyway... That's all. all. Let me finish my sentence. Okay, that's it. Okay. I thought you were going to go into a a, a tirade. That was it. I just wanted to finish that thought. Perfect Blue is a movie by Satoshi Kon, who also did Paprika, perhaps more known for that. And the connection, by the way, to Jojo is that he directed a few episodes of the OVA. You know where Dio is making that politician drive him in Egypt and shit, and he just runs over a bunch of people? That's cool. But before we get into breaking down Perfect Blue, we should check in. To Correspondence Corner. No, we should put on a Correspondence Concert. Mm. How was that? Mm. Or a, a live drama play based on the Correspondence. Yeah, we should put on a serial about serial murderers mm-hmm. of our emails. Hmm. Hmm. This is a corner where we check in with our email, which you can write to, which is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll check in with our patrons because we have a Patreon now. I don't know the URL for it, but I am pretty sure if you look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast on the Patreon, you'll find us. Sign up at this website that we don't know. <laughs> and uh, Look for us on I Patreon. I want to say thanks to our very first two patrons, Ooh. Chad and Christian. Who is first? I'm not going to reveal that. Okay. Thank you very much. They're on the $3 tier, so we will read their names, and we just did. Thank you, Chad and Christian. Keep in mind, there's also a $1 tier, which you should sign up for because it's a dollar. And then any like updates about it or statements from your credit card, you should just uh, mark as spam and just forget about it. <laughs> and then you That's just, what you do. You'll never know that you're missing that dollar. And, and we <laughs> reap the sweet benefits. Uh, PSA, uh, look through every once in a while your bank statements and make sure you're not accidentally rec- like recurringly paying is that a word reoccurring i don't know recurring do you, have you any- don't have any reoccurring payments for shit that you forgot about yeah <laughs> thanks for signing up except for our patreon yeah you can forget about us though <laughs> yeah because we were doing this for zero dollars well yeah. for negative dollars for, for negative for dollars negative the goal dollars. here is to break even on yeah. soundcloud pro payments even though they've erased four episodes and i am in talks with soundcloud support that are not going well <laughs> how, um, how much how they much? actually it's not actually not their fault uh, the episodes are still on soundcloud.com slash jjb pod but if you're using a podcatcher like itunes or whatever you'll be missing episodes 49 151 2 and 3 uh but they're on soundcloud readers so. right in if you know a better podcast host do we have the raw files maybe if you subscribe we'll just like send you the fucking files <laughs> yeah <laughs> subscribe to our 20 dollar tier <laughs> Which is a one a one time payment. Just sign up and cancel, and uh, we'll watch whatever anime you tell us to. One of well. our tiers should be you get the unedited pod, <laughs> the unedited pod. <laughs> you hear the terrible things that you have to edit out. <laughs> Where we we talk about a uh, hometown gossip when we when we break to use the bathroom <laughs> or whatever. We and we dox ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, listeners, if you have ideas for Patreon tiers, let us know because we're we're having a hard time coming up with ideas. I feel great about what we have. But the twenty dollar one is real. You can. Just just for one time, like like subscribe and then cancel and like tell us what anime you want us to watch and we'll watch it. We have to do it. Oh, you we don't have, have to put this in, but we should just set up a PayPal instead. Why? Rather than having people sign up and then cancel. 
Uh, oh. I well. like I like the recurring because I am paying recurringly. Well, what if somebody on the SoundCloud? I thought about doing like a Kofi or no, whatever. I mean, for for the twenty dollar tier anyway. If it's just a one time deal. What if somebody wants yeah. to just tell us every month what we should watch? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> and just control yeah. the pod. <laughs> well, they get they control one episode of a podcast. What if they were just like, I want you to watch uh, Mob Psycho, and then every I want, month I want like, you to watch Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho. some more. Some more that, episodes. That'd be fine. Then we Some would just be episodes. like, as you guys know, it's the 21st, and that means we're watching more and, Mob Psycho. And that means this person is funding our SoundCloud and Crunchyroll. Uh, but then the thing is, if if more than like three or four people do that, then we can't watch anything we want. We have, we're, we're like slaves to these We got to give the people that's what fine. they want. And then you all get fucking... But then bo- if that You all get the happens. boot when JoJo comes back too. I, we kick you all true. off. I think if that happens though, like if a lot... it's This is an impossible scenario because no one is going to do this. Nobody likes us that much. Nobody likes us. But if that did happen, then we would just increase the price. <laughs> so if like no. there's like five people a month giving us what, 20 we, bucks... Uber? <laughs> we're just surge pricing. Supply and demand, baby. Nah, fuck that. Um. Yeah. So that is patreon.com slash jjbpod. It turns out. Um. Also, we're talking about what to cover next, and Jackie and I had a productive discussion. We kept Miles out of it. Um. Oh. We were talking about the the next series we cover. We should just do some classic anime that everyone knows. Or regardless, we should do more than like three episodes crammed into one podcast episode. We should do like multiple pods in a row of a few episodes. We got time to kill. Starting from yeah. the start. And instead of trying to jump around and get a feel for the whole thing, uh, let us know, listeners, if you like that or if you prefer it to be more like more variety, less uh, deep coverage. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the emails. This one is from my mom. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Does your mom ever email you? Not about the podcast, but yeah. She, uh, the... Oh. Uh, a couple like a couple weeks ago, she emailed about the movie The Irishman, and it was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> where she was like Robert De Niro, he ain't Irish. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was Irish in Goodfellas too, but like whatever. My dad has the same opinion. Yeah, of, like, he's very adamant about it. <laughs> in in The Irishman. Yeah, he's like, why De Niro? <laughs> Does he ever say that about people like from his background as well in movies? Uh, no, it has not come up in Convo. He was especially mad about De Niro being cast as an that's Irishman. weird. Did okay. he have, like, a suggestion? No, he did not have a suggestion. Well, that's the thing. There's no Irish actors. He's over here like, everybody knows he's Italian-American. Who's an Irish actor? Donald Gleason. What if they just put Donald Gleason in and they gave him old makeup? Oh, yeah, it has to be an old person, right? Well, no, but, well, that's the thing is a lot of the, what they used to do, what looks more convincing to me, uh, you take a young person and you put old on them. Liam Neeson. Uh, the guy who plays McNulty. Liam Neeson could do it. The guy, the who, guy plays... who plays McNulty. Is he Irish? Yeah. yeah. Dominic whatever. D- super Irish McIrish. Dominic yeah. Dickmulty. <laughs> Dominic DeCoco. Um, I don't know what that has De to Coco. do. Our first email <laughs> is from, how do you sign your name? Gray. And it goes like this. It's called A Long Time Coming. Hey, crew. Gray here, emailing from Illinois. Just wanted to say congratulations on opening. Oh, never mind. He's English. I was thinking of, uh, who's the guy who's the mayor? Mayor, the... Carchetti. That's Also known as Littlefinger. He's Irish. Uh, Just wanted to say congratulations on opening the Patreon. You guys definitely... you. You guys definitely deserve it after doing this for a long time. And I can't wait to see the future of this absolutely wonderful podcast. P.S. Horny for burgers. What is that a reference to? I don't know. I'm kind of horny for burgers. Maybe it's just honesty. They just want burgers. Yeah, maybe. Um, They want to sleep with a burger. Thank you, Gray. Thank you. Again, this is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You knew that. Uh, Who wants to read this next one? It's too long for me. I'll do it. This next email. Do-do-do-do-do. Is from Talia the Strange. Hey, I already mentioned this to Mark, not with a K, but I figured I'd send an email just to bring the Miles the Daddio and Sailor Scout the Jackie in on it, but I recommend Dorohedoro. It comes out today, January 12, in Japan. Not sure which streaming service is going to have it, 
But even if no streaming service has it in English, I'm sure you all know how to get it. What's that supposed to mean? What are you talking about? Anyway, it's based on a manga written by a lady mangaka by the name of Kyu Hayashida, who was an assistant on the manga Blame. Dorehodoro is literally one of my favorites of all times. Yes, plural. It's my favorite in multiple timelines. It's about a dude with a lizard head who puts people into his head and another head inside the lizard head and then kills people. I like this. In all honesty, it's hard to describe the plot because the less you know about it, the better. It sounds like King Crimson. Sounds like Talia wrote this. Here are the trailers and the opening, though I recommend just watching the opening. I'm not going to do that. It will tell you nothing and everything. And in terms of the bizarre, this manga gets fucking weird. And then there's some YouTube links, which I will not read. We're not going to look at them. Postscript. Every time I close my eyes, I imagine a world that does not feel ashamed of its horniness, and I weep for all that could have been. Nice. I think that's a Nine Inch Nails reference there in your signature, with all that could have been in caps. I think it's supposed to be and all that could have been. Though, Does probably. Nine Inch Nails lament the lack of horniness in the world? Let's you know, all... I thought it was about romance, but now that you say that, I think that is what Ron Zertner is talking about. Let's take a moment of silence for the uh, horniness in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even do it. That was a moment. That was a moment. It was a moment. Horniness is having a moment right now. <laughs> I you think you're right, I mean? actually. Uh, okay. Should we break a take or are we good to go? I think whatever. Let's go. Let's go. LFG. Let's fucking go. Uh, Let me open my notes though. Okay. So to start, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Perfect Blue. It is an anime movie. It is a psychological thriller. It is dark. It is mature. There is anime nudity. Um, Lots of it. Yes. And lots of blood. Yes. So, well, that's a spoiler. Well, maybe. I don't know. What? (laughs) You thought it it would have been perfect red and then you would be like, oh, yeah, of course, blood's in it. Well, you don't know what kind of of things happen in this movie. You don't know what color blood it is. Um, So, listeners, we are going to try to not spoil it for a little bit. And then we're going to say, okay, spoilers are coming. And then if you really care, then you can shut off this podcast episode and stop listening. Um, but we can just give kind of a general, like, what yeah. is this, what is the vibe of this movie? What are the themes? And like, if what, if you might like it, but we, I recommend it. I think we, I don't and know if Miles um, liked it, but. It's available, like you have to purchase it. You can rent it for a few bucks on like Google, YouTube, Amazon, Apple. And apparently it is streamable with subtitles on a service called Hoopla. Hmm. Hoopla. I feel like I've mentioned this, that that is what Funky Kong yells when he jumps in Donkey Kong 64. What is Funky Kong's relation to Donkey? Is he the one that, what does he do? He's probably adopted. Does he like beatbox or something? What does he do? He's got stretchy arms. (laughs) So what, he does turntables? I feel like he's got weird taste. I think he does have turntables. Okay. Funky Kong. I forget what the DK rap says about him. I really should have that memorized. It it feels like it would be in character for me. I just looked him up. He wears jorts. So <laughs> I thought he has overalls. Uh, he's wearing jorts in these pictures. That's fucking sweet. Jorts and a belt. Weird combo. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as stated earlier, <laughs> uh, Perfect Blue is from 97, the year I think most things in the 90s happened. Oh. And, hmm. um, yeah, it is about a pop idol, which is like a pretty uniquely Japanese thing, I think. We had pop stars. We have pop stars. Yeah, but the fact that they use the word idol, I, I think, is indicative of how much they really let the public worship them. Um, because it's like, I don't know. I, I'm sure we have obsessive fans here of people from, you know, boy bands and girl bands back in the day, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think increasingly we do. Really? I mean, like, the be- people obsessed over the Beatles, people, like, that, that dude, like, was obsessed with Jodie Foster... Like, and they make a reference to Jodie Foster the fan. in this movie. That's not that's the fan. That's not the the industry. Like the industry in Japan, it's like uh, you go to meet and greets with these people. Yeah, they had that. And you they wait online that. to they shake their in, hand. They once. had that in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. They absolutely had that. Like mall stars. Yeah, I, you could hey right now, now pay extra. You're a mall star. You could right now like pay extra to go backstage and hang out with Beyonce or whatever. But that's like that's not true. Yeah, you absolutely can. The VIP package though is like five thousand dollars or something <laughs> i guess but like don't people like people trade photos and shit like that in the idol world 
I don't know. I traded I traded fucking lollipops for the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls had lollipops what and we traded fuck? we traded the lollipop wrapping for the Spice Girls. Did the scary one taste like your throat was closing up and you were going to die and you were like that's scary spice? <laughs> no. Maybe the distinction is there's like more idols in Japan, like it's a more common that's certainly thing true. to become an idol, like it's like yeah. being a middle manager. There's an industry more so than yeah. Maybe. There I mean there certainly was an industry like like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys I think were made by the same dude. Yeah. yeah, the Spice Girls were also like put together by someone. Yeah, they, they all are, really. Britney Spears, too, and I think Christina Aguilera, too. They were put together. Oh, Pink Pink is another one. Well, yeah, the individuals I understand, but like the term band... Taylor Swift. To me, it's usually like I think of people playing instruments and then hiring each other and like being a project together. And then it's like so funny that the boy band or girl band is just like, yeah, we cast these people, basically. We're pop stars. I think the first yeah. one was the Monkees. Hey, hey. Ah, uh, yeah. We're the monkeys. Also, this podcast was put together by an hmm. unseen rich man. Yeah. We, they, they <laughs> Who gives us no money. They scoured the country to find us. <laughs> <laughs> they really fucked up. We auditioned for these roles. <laughs> yeah. Now, Miles, sing your theme song. Hey, hey, I'm a monkey. Uh, I was hoping you'd go with Miles. Hey, hey, I'm a Miles. The monkeys have a song, don't they? Don't yeah. they that's, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Oh. They also People have Ru- say Ruby Tuesday. Around. That's hmm. that's the Rolling Stones. Ruby Tuesday? Yeah. You're thinking of Daydream Believer and a yeah, right, you're right. Homecoming Queen. I don't know. In the 60s, they just put words together. That's true. Thanks, right. Bob Dylan. Me. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, and it's interesting, in this movie, they mention, like, the decline of the idol industry or the decline of the idol phenomenon, and I don't know if that's really true in Japan, but I do know right now what's big are these, like, gigantic fucking idol groups. Where it's, like, 30 people. Right. Um, AKB, which is mentioned in Tara's house. It stands for America, Camerica, Bamerica. Okay. You couldn't do any other countries? That's what it's called. Oh, Okay uh that like akb has like multiple divisions of pop idols they're and, a conglomerate they're like nabisco right they're multinational mm-hmm. they're like here's the filipino akb here's the chinese akb they're mm. not allowed on the internet um <laughs> and so i wonder if that's kind of the evolution you know like instead of these smaller girl groups they were like we need to hit as many you know horny kids as possible let's just have 40 girls in kids mm-hmm. are horny and i guess with the internet you have more angles that people can approach yeah well everyone picks their favorite you know like it, it is like the spice girls i think or the backstreet boys but like i don't know you pick your favorite one and you're like that's me or that's yeah. my girlfriend or whatever it's interesting watching this movie today because it's about like part of it is about like toxic fandom oh yeah mm-hmm. and like that has only gotten worse yeah yeah um by the way we should say that she's a pop idol and this is just like the back of the box kind of summary i'm going for Mm -hmm. here and she decides to move on in her career and become an actress and the movie is about how that how she kind of deals with that internally and how the fandom reacts and Mm -hmm. and people around her uh also and it's it's a little bit surreal yeah yeah it blends like reality and the drama psychological it, it blends reality and like kind of her her dreams or her daydreams and uh her her the, stuff the, she's working on the drama that she's in um it kind of blends in it's hard to tell sometimes what is real what's a dream and what's what is she acting in and that kind of thing um and it like blends together so some some people in her real life might show up in the drama uh but that's like kind of in her head maybe or it's just what's shown to us it's like it's it's cool yeah, you don't know. But it's, I, not, it's I love, not that hard to follow. There's though. some really cool like editing things in this anime that are like I really feel apparently this was supposed to be live action. I haven't verified that. Oh. And then a bunch of money uh, got pulled out and they were like, all right, let's make an anime out of it. And it doesn't feel like an anime. Yeah. To me. No. Like all of the acting and such feels pretty realistic and subtle. At one point they show a picture of like an anime and it looks like so exaggerated. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Because right? it looks like. It's like if you saw a live action movie and then they took a person and like squished their head <laughs> and like enlarged their eyes. It was really unsettling for me. Yeah. Um, the editing is very disorienting now and it's a big part of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it how she'll be like acting in one scene and then her body will like swing up and then suddenly 
it's like, oh, we're in a daydream or maybe we're in reality or whatever. Um, I think I would have been even more disturbed if it was live action. Or maybe not. I think it would have been better know. if it was live action. No, I disagree. So? There, There's aspects of this. Like, it's easier to, I think, blur the line in animation. Mm. You know, like... I don't think so. There's some of the things in here that happen that are, like, a little fantastic. And you're kind of like, could that really happen? And then in the live action, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like they would do CG and, and splicing mm. together stuff. And you'd be able to see the seams. Mm. But maybe I'm just not talented enough to imagine something good hey come on um i uh the the only person that i could think of directing this sort of thing and i'm not like the most steeped in japanese cinema or whatever but it's maybe someone like shiro sagisu who did uh no not shiro sagisu that that's the yeah obviously not i I think that's the i think that's the musician forever no uh uh fucking what's his name The, uh, the guy who did suicide circle oh shion sono we should watch that for the pod. Suicide Circle is... It's not an anime, It, it but. just feels tonally similar, and it's like sort of a critique, an extremely dark critique of contemporary Japanese culture. Um, you know, people be killing themselves, and uh, just people are assholes and sad, and uh, yet there's like a contrast with that sort of happy pop sheen to it. Uh, it makes even less sense, I'll say that, though. Suicide Circle is just like a bunch of fucked up vignettes, but I'm here for it. I like it. And I like it. Mm-hmm. Because Dead. Yes. That's, that's a song in the, yes. in the soundtrack. Oh, I think we should start doing movies. I would love to do Survive Style 5 and uh, Suicide Circle on this pod. I'm glad you finished that. You didn't just say, I want to do suicide. No. Hey, come on. We can <laughs> Live suicide on the podcast. I don't want to do that's that. A, that's a new Patreon tier. How much does it cost? A hundred dollars. No. And we'll. we'll oh my hand! We'll kill ourselves on the pod. <laughs> no. No. Love to Is see that you try. Too high. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No one wants to pay that, and I want this to happen. Um, okay. Should we? Should we stop? Should we? Go, should we go into spoiler territory now? I'm fine with that. Okay, listeners. I hope we have convinced you to try this movie. It's good. You should watch. My- Miles, did good. you like it? Did you like it, Miles? I liked it. I don't know how much I have to say about it because it just freaked me out a lot. Okay, Miles is freaked out. Good. It freaked me out. Mark really likes it. It's likes pretty this movie. spooky. The music is awesome. And I love that, this is spoiler free, I love that there's a scene with like a fax machine printer and that kind of blends its printing sound because it's very retro, mm-hmm. kind of blends into the soundtrack. It, it kind of becomes the music. Great sound design um for sure i loved it so good sound anyways yeah pause it's bizarre. this pause this go watch the movie and then watch it don't listen to any other podcasts come mm-hmm. right come right mm-hmm. back here come right back to us and listen we'll be waiting here for you bye no we're still here <laughs> okay everybody else now that now that they they're gone hi now, how now we are can you talk. <laughs> let's talk about the people who left <laughs> now let's talk shit <laughs> Look at these fucking losers who can't even afford $4. Okay, guys, the first thing I want to say about this... Sorry, I mean $4 to rent the movie, not to contribute to our Patreon. You're under no obligation. The first thing I want to say about this is what if this is what happens to us on the podcast? What oh, if- my God. <laughs> what if someone starts a blog about the, our podcast? Oh, no. JoJo's then- Bizarre Blogcast? Yes, or yes. It's just called uh, Mark and Jackie's Apartment. And then people don't really like, yeah, exactly. And then people don't really like how we're doing, like that we're not talking about JoJo anymore. Oh my god! So they murder us. Uh, <laughs> but unlike unlike Cham, we're like literally out of stuff to do, and they're like, read the comic, read Steel Ball Run. It's like we, we don't do, want we to. We don't want to do it. We want to become actresses, and we get slowly murdered by stands that our listeners have. Of all of our listeners, who's the most likely to murder us? Well, I'm not going to say that out loud. I know. But it's me. It's my mother. That's that's a new tier of our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, uh, write in. Get to murder us. Write in if you would murder us, uh, and then we won't read your emails ever again. (laughs) We'll call the fucking Keisatsu on you. What what does Keisatsu mean? Police. Oh. But if you contribute enough to our Patreon, you can murder us. No. (laughs) No? It's not true. Murder us, daddy. But yeah, by the way, we're 18% on 
way to the goal, which is to break even on monthly expenses. We're doing it. What which a, what I, I, rounded, goal. <laughs> I rounded up a little bit to uh, include Miles' gas money also. Aww. I feel like that's probably a, can reimburse oh, Miles. Oh, wait, you a should small also, expense. Because sometimes we order food right before potting and we wouldn't be Gonna doing that. Going to raise that, that bar. <laughs> no longer 18%. Yes, we would be. What are you talking about? We love ordering Thai food. That's true. The price of the Only average price food. of Thai food factored into how many times do we do this podcast a month? Right. <laughs> we, we've spent four thousand dollars on Thai food. It turns out. What? Um, so yeah, the movie is about she. She turns into an actress. That sounds like she transforms. She decides to start acting. She's, yeah, she's in a pop group called Cham with good Cham. songs. I like those songs. You like? They them? sound like what Shinji listens to on his little tape player. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. What if there's a connection? Um, she leaves it and she leaves right at a moment when there's like a concert where there's like hardcore, there's like a hardcore stalker there who looks very unsettling. We don't really know that he's a stalker yet. He's just a, a weird looking guy because his face oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. asymmetrical. So but we're we do just, learn. Yeah. His face well, is asymmetrical and he has like, like, I think like a, a translucent sort of cornea because his pupils mm, aren't very pronounced. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes it looks like he has no eyes. Do you think he has bad eyes? Um... Do you think he's been using clear eyes too much? I he his eyes are similar to Jay Guile in uh, JoJo. Ew. Um, but he he does have a right and a left hand, so he's better off in that department. Um, so like, and I love how realistic that is. Like, she's on the mic trying to talk, and then you just hear like people in the crowd like fighting and stuff, and it just it feels like something that could really happen. And it is also it like immediately breaks the like happy go lucky. Um sort of mood that their dance performance is also is this typical the entire audience were like grown men is that normal for uh like pop groups because i would it wouldn't thought, shock me i would have thought it would have been a mixture of young girls and and their parents and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah you might be you might and be right I, I was i was looking for kids too in the audience i didn't see any girls maybe there's some groups though where that is like how it skews or maybe it depends on where you're performing you know mm. what time um Apparently, according to IMDb Trivia, the most trustworthy name in news, um, the girls dancing, they're all out of sync, and that's intentional. Oh, interesting. Either just for realism's sake or to show that she's sort of out of step with them. It's symbolic. Yeah, I mean, this movie's heavy on symbolism. It's a symbol. Um, And not like the part of the drum. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a different kind of symbol. Do you think there's... A belief out there that just worships like that piece of metal that's yes. on the drum kit. Symbolism. Symbolism. What yeah. is its core tenet? It's pss. <laughs> oh my god. What is the purpose of the very opening scene uh, where there's like Power Rangers fighting? No. What was that all about? Because it felt very different from everything. Well, else I that think was it also kind of explains her scale as a pop star because she's right. She's janky. She's well, she's a pop idol, but she's not like the biggest pop idol in the yeah. world. And so I think it's like a combination event. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Because then, because then after we see that, like we see like like people out in the street talking about different comics and people. Yeah. And also, like that. do they say transform in in this? Because they're sort of based on Power Rangers or the Super Sentai. Rangers, there's a whole genre in Japan of people that transform. And so mm. Mima in this movie sort of transforms into a different... Into a serious actress. Yeah, she has kind of a different like suit, a different armor that she puts on. Mm-hmm. And we certainly use clothing in this movie to represent which Mima we're looking at. Mm-hmm. That is my answer that I definitely didn't think up now. Pretty good. Pretty good, right? Pretty good for a Did Jackie photo. believe it? Let's see, I'm reading her face. <laughs> she shrugged like, man, why not? <laughs> Um, yeah. So she becomes an actress. So she's playing another role in her life and she's playing another role professionally, which they play with a lot in the movie because like there are murders happening around her, but there are murders happening in the TV show. Yeah. Cause she, she gets on to like a murder show. Yeah. By the way, can I just say, I don't know if it's the first creepy scene. Yeah, you can say for, well, yeah, I'm proving it to myself right now that, when she's reading the blog about her life, and I, I knew it was going right. to happen. So she finds out very early on that someone started a blog about her life, and it's kind of creepy. Uh, but and what, it's called Mima's Room, and she gets yeah. fan mail that's like, I love looking at Mima's Room, yes. which is a really creepy right. double meaning already. Right, 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 right. So she gets, a, yeah, so so when she's leaving her last performance, her final performance, someone hands her a letter 
Um, and in it, it says, I love looking at Mita, Mima's room and it has a, a URL. And uh, also someone screams it from the audience. So I think like people think that that, well, I mean, we find out what it is, but the fans must think that that's really her, right? Right, they do. Right, It's because it's called Mima's blog and it does depict things that are happening in her life accurately. Yeah. What surprised me though is the fact that in the beginning they're like, the first post she reads or whatever is like kind of general about her, but even still it felt like creepy and she is okay with it. That's what, what I thought was mm-hmm. weird. And then she becomes unokay with it when she keeps reading the blog and it gets really specific and detailed. Yeah, it knows it knows like what brand of milk she buys. It knows like how she steps into the right. subway. Right, well no, that's, that's the thing. When they mention like starting subway. on the right foot or the left foot, she yeah. laughs that off. So I'm like, is like, that a common thing in Japan? Like maybe, yeah, maybe she's like, oh, this person knows me well. So it might have been something she said in an interview. It might have been, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. It, or just like the type of her personality. It might be a common superstition, you know? And so yeah. maybe people know that she's superstitious. You know, some, like that That I can see being like, oh, that's a good guess, you know? Right, okay. Um, But and- then like it gets so specific that it's like, okay, somebody is watching me. <laughs> Yeah, I always feel like that. Oh, oh. whoa. Um, yeah, it gets really specific and it's about her starting to be an actress. And then is it the first post where it has a recording of her? Yes. Saying, who are you? Yeah, because it's her first line in the TV show. It's her only line. that when in, she f- In that one episode, yeah. That when she first goes to deliver, she's practicing it a lot. And I don't know about you guys, but I get a sense of anxiety not just from her, but also from, I don't know, just the set. It seems so big and they're like, all right, we're ready for you. Mm-hmm. And her manager and agent are there. Um, but as she goes to read the line, we hear a bang. And it turns out there was a fan letter that had a small bomb in it. A tiny little bomb. A cute, cute, adorable it little chibi so bomb. Cu- guy, you guys, it was so cute. You have to see this bomb. Uh, and it injured... Uh, her manager his hands only well he passed out oh yeah he was and then he was like i'm i'm okay and they then, didn't call the police after yeah. this happened which i was shocked by mm-hmm. yeah that was weird i was like oh is everyone in this movie just dumb um and that feeling faded well that's good because <laughs> um, you know on some movies people are just dumb yeah. and that's like can how i they just drive say forward. that i think one thing they do with Rumi, her manager, is they try and make her look ugly, you mm-hmm. know, in part so it's like a scary contrast. And they have her eyes really far apart. This movie is just like anybody who's ugly and asymmetrical and has eyes that are far apart They're is villain. evil. Yeah. yeah. Which, is which is true. Which is rude. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Pretty um, people are also assholes. <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> And killers. Th- the thing is, is, Rumi was supposed to have been an idol when she was younger. How would we have known that? Well, they have a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. She mentions, yes, yeah, they mention that. Like, she, yeah. Cause, well, because the, the agent uses her name in the third person, which is a thing in Japan. You can talk to someone directly and use their name. Mm-hmm. So he says, like, things are different since Rumiko, whatever, whatever, was an idol. Uh, which, I mean, I don't know. I believe that's what it is, is that mm-hmm. it's her name. Yeah. No, well, he says something like, oh, just because, like, you couldn't become a successful idol, something like that. Mm. Oh. Maybe reviews in magazines were like, her eyes are far apart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She might. She might have been like cute when she was young. Maybe they spread out as she got more evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. On one hand, it is uh, sh- shitty to see what people might nowadays call body shaming. Uh, or if you're listening to this and you got far apart eyes or whatever, and it is sort of a cheap shortcut in movies to just make the bad guy look uh, weird, really creepy, yeah, and stuff. But I don't know. To a degree, that's true. You know, like when you um, see somebody. That looks that way. I mean, it's a little scary. Mm. And, and whether or not that's the right thing to feel, I mean, it's certainly effective in this movie. Yeah. Because you're used to seeing all the anime people look pretty and similar. And then, but you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, unfortunately, after seeing this movie, I feel differently. <laughs> <laughs> and now I only talk to pretty people. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, a really fucked up example of that is... Uh, that movie, we saw it, Jackie, The Sentinel. And uh, at one point, like, I think a gate to hell opens. And all these deformed people come out in her apartment. And it's really scary. And they're all really deformed people. Hmm. Aww. Which, like, I mean, I guess they got a check for it. But probably not a very good one. It was controversial even at the time in the 70s. Hmm. Moving on. Uh, so she becomes an actress. But then she... She only has, like, small parts. 
right now. Well, you it's know? just this starting one TV out. show. It's, yeah, it's only out. one. Yeah. But then in order to get further into it, uh, they ask her to do more and more sexually sm- smuttiness. Yeah, explicit. Yeah. There's a rape scene. Yes. There's a rape scene that's uncomfortable as fuck to watch, mm-hmm. uh, despite it being animated. But she really commits. She does really commit. Um, I'm sure in a scene like that, which, by the way, I don't think it would have been. I, I don't know. I, I don't think a big, like, major TV show would shoot a scene like that that way. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not TV. Maybe it's HBO. Oh. <laughs> it's HBO. Um, oh, it's a web series. That explains it. No, um, usually they do a thing with, with nudity called a closed set, which, mm. according to Olivia Wilde, is, like, not ever really closed. Mm. She was saying in an interview. But at least there's, like, fewer people on set. And if they were shooting, like close-ups of just the two actors or one of like just her they wouldn't have all the extras still actually there standing around Mm. screaming and shit it was like clearly she wouldn't have to be acting that much because you could just be fucking horrified and sad yeah at that whole scene that just looks almost like the real thing really Mm -hmm. i mean how, how how removed could it really be and that's why it sort of bleeds into a real life right uh so whoever was responsible for that shoot uh should be fired get the name of the director all right i've got it it's Mark DeVries. Oh, oh no! Reality. Your eyes are spreading apart. <laughs> oh, Mark. Um, yeah, so before that, they were like, okay, now you're going to do a rape scene. And she was like, I don't know. And like, and like her. Her manager's um, dead set. Rumi was like, oh no, 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 no. She's a, she's a, like, because, because, like, if you're a pop idol, you have to be, like, nice and cutesy and like mm-hmm. innocent you, you maintain and stuff. an image but she goes for it she goes yeah, she, i'm an actress now this is what i have to do the only thing i'm worried about is like my parents will hate it but yeah it's not like i'm really getting raped right so she was fine with it because she wants she's committing to the a- actress thing but then after it happens she kind of is like crying in her room like of course i didn't want to do it i just thought i had to in order yeah. to i couldn't say no because i wanted to be i want to be an actress so if i say no i guess it, it's a, right it's like a it's, sign it's, that i'm not committed like, to this I mean, and, and we see, you know, her agent kind of pushing for her to be in the show more. Mm-hmm. So they do like believe in her and they're banking on her, of course. Yeah. I think she uh, thought like if she said no, she wouldn't be able to be on the show anymore. And then like, right. what does she do? You know? She, um, but now it's like. Which is a very real thing. Because she did do it. Now she can never go back to being a pop idol because right. they. Like, She's tarnished. They have to have a very clean reputation. They're not even allowed to date. Um they're not they're if they have like if they have a uh, if they're dating they have to keep it a secret but it like if it gets out they're not allowed in the group anymore um you're saying in real japan it's like that now in, or in well i don't know about like when and and whatever but i know that like for the most part they're like uh, sometimes it's part of their contract that they're not allowed to have a boyfriend like yeah. jedi you try and stop me <laughs> well it's because it's because you know they want their fans to like fall in love with them and stuff no you know? it, it makes total sense and i and i do think that celebrities in this day and age also do try and keep yeah. that a little bit under wraps yeah it's well, just not it depends on if it works for their image or not you know <laughs> right right you, you love those pop stars that are serial monogamists right you know <laughs> you're like i love songs about how i just can't stop being in relationships <laughs> and everybody knows not too many songs about that hmm it's time to start writing. Because when you're in really... Beyonce you're, you're was like, getting there and then Jay-Z fucked up and now now they're okay. <laughs> yeah, sure he did. It's a good publicity stunt. Come on. Um, Good on them for like creating that storyline and stuff. <laughs> that no, really, it made like a whole project and everything. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Two whole projects. Okay. Actually, three. Yeah. Because they did about? Lemonade, Jay-Z had his album and then they had four, the album together. Four if you include... Uh, no, four, five, six if you include their children. <laughs> okay their children do count um yeah so the movie gets more and more fucked up with a fan of some kind or multiple fans indicating to her like her blog it starts pretending to be her saying i'm gonna be an idol again i don't want to act anymore yeah they made me do it help like yeah, i didn't yeah, i don't want to i didn't want to do this rape scene they're making me do it they're making me do it help 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 i know people start getting murdered yeah um so the first thing we see is that bomb going off um at the agent she does a photo shoot where she gets full ass naked mm-hmm. um as well why did she do that uh I she don't... didn't have to do that f- naked photo maybe shoot. she wanted to do it i guess she didn't seem remorseful about that well i mean the i mean that might be part of her career is like and and the promotion is like watch this show and you'll see this in motion i you know? see it's like promotional Ugh, like that's gross. that's who her agency got her in with and that's 
also a real thing. I forget the name of the photographer in the United States, but his name is like Terry something. He does Terry lot... Richardson. Is that who it is with all yes. the Polaroids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's known for getting the ladies to get naked. He's known for it. And uh, there's been a few of them who are like, man, I didn't really want to do that. Um, mm. It's pretty fucking. But let's not assume that she didn't have any agency in this decision. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like saying that, that her, her former co-cham uh, people are like, isn't he known for getting people to take it off? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So to me, it's a little bit implied that, you know, mm-hmm. that he pries um, women to take their clothes off. Mm. So he dies. Oh, yeah, he died. Well, first, the writer of the show dies. Yeah, he dies in a parking garage, and he walks into an elevator, and there's a radio playing pop music, and he goes in, and then the elevator opens, and he's dead. He's got no eyes. Aw. Voice actor for that writer, by the way, Will Zeppeli from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood. Love it. So Mr. Memeta himself Mm. uh, got his eyes ripped out. Iconic roles, both of them. Yeah. Iconic roles. <laughs> it matches up with Will Zeppeli getting his body ripped off uh, by some chains. His head got ripped off. No, his whole, he got cut in half. Mm. Yeah. It was the worst case of someone being cut in half that I've ever seen. You ever see uh, Dewey Cox? Yes. Yeah. Um, Great movie, underrated. Underrated. Still underrated, even though we keep saying it's underrated. Yeah. Pop Star is also very good. Um. Yeah, so people people start dying. It's pretty gruesome. She's getting naked. We're getting all this viscera. And meme- meanwhile, she's like losing it because she's like seeing like because like like a- basically after the rape scene, like she starts seeing herself as a like before, like kind of as her pop idol personality, like prop like as her fans see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always wearing the same outfit from the performance we see. Yeah, she's it looks she kind of looks like a a ballerina pixie person like it's very like floofy right um which is what black swan is about ballerinas okay but okay. it's not the same but it's, not, it's the not it's not the same i mean there's also just like one or two shots that are ripoffs you know but anyway and darren aronofsky owns the rights to homage mark certain um you know scenes anyway so whatever um <laughs> um so she starts seeing herself and hallucinating that and she's hallucinating a bunch of shit like in between like there's there's times when you're like did that happen did that not happen is she dreaming that uh it's a lot of like that stuff and the way that it's edited we as viewers sometimes don't know okay are we watching her a nightmare or one of her um scenes. shoots on one of her scenes where they're shooting for her mm-hmm. show and sometimes the show changes the name that they're not talking about her character they use her real name as an actress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so watching it you're like okay is this just her dissociating while filming or yeah. is this a total nightmare there's that whole sequence where you hear the director say take two and then it's the second day mm-hmm. um, and she thinks that it's um, a repeat of the last day yeah she yeah. keeps imagining she's getting hit by a truck and it doesn't really happen yeah does she get hit by the truck by the way uh-huh the other actress in that one scene where she can't stop freaking out and she ruins the take. Yeah. It's like the second day and it's like take one and the actress is like, I'm going to have nightmares about this line. <laughs> I want to be like, you know, why don't you be supportive? This is take one. She's a pro. Okay. She, she's a take. She's a one take star. She's one take Juanita. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. Also, when the, who was it? The photographer got killed. Was it the, yeah, well, the photographer got killed in his apartment. Did we talk about that yet? Yeah, she imagines that she... Well, I don't know. I it don't seems know. like she knew that happened, yeah. you know? No, she it, like, didn't. Well, she, wa- it, like, she wakes up from a dream as if as if she like knew that he was killed or mm-hmm. something. Right. And she imagines that she finds the bloody clothes in her closet. Well, I don't think that she imagines that. Here's my take what? on that. I, and after watching it again now, whatever you're about to say, I think I agree with you. I think, oh. I think Rumi did it. And the reason why we see... Um, Mima is because Rumi is think, thinks of herself as Mima, as her client. Mm. And then when she visited Mima that same day or the day before, she stashed the bloody clothes there. And also, I think that um, I think that Rumi is the one that's writing the blog. Oh, yeah. I think so, too, because she knows specific details down to recording her and stuff. I think Rumi is the one writing the blog. And then and we know that she writes to um, Mimania, who is the... the well, unfortunately, the janitor guy, ugly looking guy who is who is a real stalker. He's not yeah. a red herring. Yeah, because I kind of forget that in between the movie. Yeah. You know? I'm like, oh, yeah, the manager is pretending to be an old version of her. And it's like, yeah, but she's also telling a stalker. 
Yeah, she's telling the yeah. stalker. Meanwhile, that um, he that uh, that uh, that Mima isn't the real Mima, and that you know you need to kill her in order for the real Mima to be able to perform. Um, by the way, fun fact, because like watching this and like knowing now, like because you know I, I watched this once before, and I re- the one thing that I remember is that her manager uh, Rumi it also is obsessed and and oh yeah a little crazy um wait do you know what i'm about to say no you don't selena how did you know i was gonna say that because i feel the same way okay yeah watching it now i'm like it reminds me of selena and then i looked it up and there's actually a connection so the woman who plays uh the woman who does the voice of rumi rika matsumoto Rika Matsumoto is um, she that same voice actress uh, played Selena in oh, shit. the Japanese dub of the film. So when they dubbed Whoa. the Selena movie, th- she was the voice of that, which is ironic because in real life, um, Selena uh, Quintanilla, she was murdered by her um, uh, the president of her fan club, who was very close to her and the family, um, the president of the fan club uh, killed Selena because she was like stealing money from her, and she was also obsessed with her. Um, so it is interesting. Please don't murder us, fans. Yeah. The movie itself, also between the manager and um, Mima herself, the star, pop star, um, they're both dissociating in different ways. I mean, one Mima is sort of like in a true sense being gaslit. I think mm. here, you know. Yeah. I mean, some of it is, seems like she is just losing her mind because you're like, wait, did Rumi really show up there and then jump out the window and stuff? You're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I think I think Mima is kind of being driven crazy by the fact that there's a blog that really does sound a lot like her, you know, yeah. because it's, it turns out that it's written by someone who knows her very, very well and can, is playing the part in their own head. Um, so I think that like because of that and because she she is, you know, doing things that she maybe didn't think that she would do or like maybe other people think are out of character for her. And like, because she's like such a public figure, I guess, like, and we do, we do know that, um, we hear, we hear fans on the ground talking and, and to some degree reception is not great. Right. I think for her, like it's kind of blending like the way that people see her and then like who she actually is and like there's kind of a dissociation between how people see her and who she is, you know, or who she's trying to be. Right. And the thing is, is the same for the manager. Obviously, she, you know, has complete um, dissociative identity disorder at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the whole the way the stalker is and the whole voyeuristic um, appeal of like idols in Japan um, and worldwide, it's like all fake relationships, you know, and I think it's a commentary on our society where... You know, like your relationships aren't real, you know, but you're led to believe they are through consumerism and celebrity worship Mm. uh, and that sort of thing. You mean like I'm not really friends with Beyonce? You're not friends with Beyonce. Hmm. Do you do you pretend you're the driver and you have to roll up the partition? (laughs) No. Is that who you would be? Why would I be the driver? (laughs) I don't know. That's just what popped into my head. In that scenario. (laughs) What if in that song, Beyonce (laughs) sings the line like, roll up the partition, please. And then quietly you just hear an ad lib where someone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think the song would be better off? You just hear like, yes. No question. Um, Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to see if the me mania voices anybody, but he has so few lines that it's probably not even credited. But he tries to murder her. That's his big scene. Yeah, and that's another thing where that's that's something that really happens, but we think it's a dream, right? Yeah, we yeah. we think for a minute it's a dream because his he disappears, or or that it, it might have been part of the show because, like, it, it kind does of, blur together with her actually yeah, hurting someone. Like at the end of that scene, there's a moment where like she hears cut or whatever, but then she wakes up in her bed. Well, she hears cut, and I think they do applaud for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she wakes up. So it like it goes across like three planes of reality for a moment. Um, also, the me mania stalker guy had probably the best reaction of being hit in the head with a hammer I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a very delayed reaction. It was delayed. I would have liked it a little bit more if he crumpled like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You love crumpling. I honestly, Texas Chainsaw for me is like largely. I don't want to say forgettable, but man, that shot where he meets Leatherface 
and he hits him with a hammer and he goes limp. Good stuff. Um, by the way, yeah. more parallels to the Dio um, fucking around with that mayor or a congressman in the OVA, the 1993 OVA of JoJo. There's a lot of stuff like when the mayor is running between the cars and it keeps looping, there's that sort of editing to break reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the same effect, I think, where it's like imitating a long lens. And um, we see somebody running and a lot of stuff passes by in the foreground. It kind of creates this confusing effect, um, I think. The idea mm-hmm. that things are just moving really fast past you and you don't know what's going on. Do you think that explains a lot of what happens here, that somebody has the ability to stop time? Hmm. Do you think her manager has the world? I, it's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible in anime. Yeah, okay. I think if somebody in this show has, if somebody in this movie has a stand, I think it's Rumi. It's Rumi. Making her see a projection of the, like, ideal uh, Mima. Her ideal Mima. Her ideal Mima. Do you guys think... Or the fan ideal Mima. Do you guys think it's intentional how ironic it is that her manager is named Rumi, but Mima lives in that tiny apartment that's really cramped? No. <laughs> like it's not Rumi in there at uh, all? Like it's a pun in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. Um. Okay, let me cross that out. Is it... Okay, I got a different pun for you. Got it. Rumi, if you flip the characters, it's Miru, which means... To uh, watch. To watch. <gasps> it could be. That seems more... Did you notice that in Black Swan, her name is Nina, which is close to Mima? Yeah, kind of. There is a scene... And look, look, here's the thing. Here's why I'm mad at Aronofsky. No, it's not a ripoff. It's not. But there's clearly homages. There's that long shot in the hallway that's at an angle. There's the shot where all the photos are talking at once to Mimania, which happens in Black Swan. Mm. Um, It's more that when interviewed, he said... No, this, you know, this was not influenced by um, Perfect Oh, that's kind Blue. of garbage. And mm. yet the scene that I told you guys to remember where she screams in the bathtub, you mm-hmm. know, that's, Darinovsky paid like 60 grand to use that exact, those two shots in his previous movie, Requiem for a Dream. And um, he met Satoshi Kon. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's like, come on, man. You can't say that it's influenced. Even you yeah. wouldn't admit that subconsciously. Subconsciously, at least. Um, so I think it, they're. I mean, yeah, sure. I think I think they're. They. I don't know. He, I just, he wouldn't admit it, or he does. I don't know. He maybe is too arrogant. There's similarities, to it. but like I, that was just what annoyed me. Is like because I thought it would be cool for people to know about Perfect Blue, and certainly was brought up in the interview. But I mean, can I change I the topic? Know. I have a question. Go for it. What the yes. fuck happened to the fish? They were Did dead. Did they die? And then they weren't. So dead? I think they died. And I think they were alive in Rumi's room. In Rumi's room? Do you room? really think there's two rooms? Yes. Because to me, I thought Rumi just put up her old poster and stuff. No, I think Rumi's apartment is exactly based on oh. Mina's apartment. Because she looked out the window and she was like, this isn't my apartment. Cause oh, you're right. The buildings totally were different. different building. Oh, Oh, that is creepy. It's so creepy. Mm. I thought maybe the fish died because she was busy on her new actress schedule and like didn't take care of them. And it's like an example of like... I feel like her, her fish fans. actually died, but Rumi's mm. fish are still alive. Mm. Oh, because she's a perfect pop okay. star. I see what you're saying. Well, yeah, and she just follows the routine, the old routine. So maybe the idea is like it's the death of her old life, her old career and old fans, but Rumi keeps that alive. Right. In Rumi's Rumi. That's why, well, I don't know. There's also two references pretty much to Jodie Foster in this movie. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Um, it's it's loose, but say it's, both it's, of it's them. my interpretation. Yeah, say the fr- say both. Okay, one is the one that I think is a connection is in the murder drama. We hear the two detectives talking, and she's like, "Oh, he tears the skin off his victims because he wants to become oh. one like a woman," oh. which is what the killer's motivation is in Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bill, um, which yeah, which stars Jodie Foster. Interesting. And then later, when and Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Let's list the whole cast. <laughs> Sure, you've got those two. You've got Ted Levine as the killer. Uh-huh. You've got, um, uh, I don't know. I don't really know who else is in it. The, Let's move on. The FBI guy reminds me of somebody. Um, and then later when they're talking about her doing the rape scene and mm. being partially nude, he's like, Jody, whatever her name is, did it. And that, I believe, is a reference to 
uh, The Accused, is it called? It was like one of her first movies. Yeah. Oh, she's, really? She's uh, raped on a pinball machine mm-hmm. in the beginning. Oh. Uh, and it is a reason why I've hesitated seeing it. It just sounds very upsetting. I think she was underage when she shot that. No. Yeah. I think that's ta- Taxi Driver. She's definitely underage. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm mixing things up. Which is weird because the fucking... It's weird. The guy who shot at Reagan or did hit Reagan... Um, fell in love with her from Taxi Driver, which is fucking double gross because she was 12 in that movie. Right. Yeah. So the the other similarity, I guess, is just, like, do, you, do you think this was based on Jodie Foster a little bit? Because like, like there was a fan who the was stalking? obsessed with her too. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's another aspect of uh, Jodie Foster. I also wrote, look, this, this pun doesn't quite work, but I wrote Silence of the Chams. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty like, good. You know, yeah. it sounds good. You know. Chams. That's a good group. Okay. Cham. I think they're a good group. What does cham mean? Um, I think it might just be like a Japanese phonetic misspelling of charm. Mm. Like it's cham, mm. you know? Mm. That's what I think as of right now. Let me see this here. The accused is 1988. She was 20-something. I did the math already. I did the same thing you're doing wow, right now. Wow, the budget is $6 million. That was That's nothing, and then it made 37 That's wow, crazy. Wow, pretty good. It's really good. And I mean, to be honest... I think actors, actresses, actresses especially, doing edgier material um, to be taken more seriously, that is a trope. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I don't yeah. know how successful it is, you know, on average. Uh, oh, it happens all the time. It's like like the kid from Harry Potter was like naked in a play or whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess now he's an adult. Now he's Daniel Radcliffe. And I think he is. He is successful. And yeah. Equus, Equus is a fantastic play. I have never seen it, but I have read it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Equus okay. is fucked up. It's cool. Okay. And a lot of like the Disney star, like like Britney Spears is a classic example. She stayed in music, but like mm-hmm. her, the stuff she produced became more and more adult as Sexy. she went on. Well, well, she was from the beginning, though. That's true. We pretend it wasn't, but she was very much like, like basically what porn stars do the se- when porn stars do the sexy schoolgirl thing. That's true. Like, I knew what she was. Like for her photo shoots are like, ooh, look at me. I'm a sexy baby. <laughs> Teen yeah. Miles knew what she was doing and yeah. liked it. Yep. Um, boy, yeah. But there are there are some stars that, what, what are some, some stars that we know of that, that did go on to do more uh, sexy stuff? I, I feel like there's a very good example, but I'm not thinking yeah. of it right now. Our theory is completely full of no, bullshit. No, there's a there's we need a, to think of an example. A ton of them. Where are they? I don't know. Like Macaulay Culkin grew up and like did blow in some movie, the right? Party monster. Party monster. But that wasn't like in a. That was like he came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. As fine. an adult, I'm thinking of someone who was who, like, who I'm did, done like, doing music. They or did Harry Potter and then they went na- and then they were naked. Right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Buck. Um. I mean, Lindsay Lohan did. Yes, have, have an Lohan image change. Is a great one. She got uh, like not quite naked, but she got nakeder and some stuff. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. yeah, she had a she had a pretty big shift. But I'm um, trying to think of something where they become an actor and they do sexy ish stuff. That is getting more and more specific. Sexy ish stuff. Um... I think there might just be examples of actresses that did like a, a a sexier role or whatever, just to sort of boost their careers or whatever which is fine by the way i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think it's up to the actress as long as it's up to the actress then it's fine actresses who did sexual stuff no um are you looking is that what you just googled (laughs) it was a mistake i see everything is harvey weinstein that's like all the google results were and i wish that wasn't in my history uh it didn't work either so yeah, so the movie reflects reality in a lot of ways while the characters are out of touch with it. Whoa. Um, that pretty much is the thrust of it. And um, there's like a lot of subtle hints towards what the movie is about in the beginning. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of great nuance. But at the same time, this movie hits you in the face with a sledgehammer of its message. And I like it. I think it's great how much it's like. This is a problem with our society. Mm. Look how fucked up this all is. Um, are you confused yet? Do you see these parallels? It's just not afraid to do that. And I like it. I like it too. I like it. I like it and it made me feel bad. That's Why what I you, wanted. Why do you feel bad, Miles? I, it just made me feel disturbed. What did you do? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> did you get down with the sickness? Yeah. That's how disturbed you were? 
listen, I wrote a lot of letters mm-hmm. to the actress from Murder, She Wrote, back in the day. Angela Lansbury? Yeah, and when she retired, I murdered her. Oh. Is she alive? Angela Lansbury? I don't know. Did anyone Lansbury her? Oof. Six feet deep? That's pretty good. Angela? This is now the Google show. But, like, uh, I don't know. People get so mad at, like, when the ships that did not work out in Star Wars. Like, people feel ownership over famous people Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way. Do you feel like it's become old hat at this point? Is that just my perspective? Or do you think, like, other people are realizing, like, oh, yeah, there's just outrage all the time over what TV and movies do? Well, there is outrage all the time in general. Is it old hat? I think so. There's also so many TV shows and stuff now that I don't think too many people can really focus on one thing. I I don't know. I could be wrong. But I feel like there's so much now that you can't feel as much of a link to it. Like I heard the third season of 13 Reasons Why is like just god awful. The one that came out last year. Um, Probably. I don't know. But at this point, it's like, what? It's season three. There's new shows. I don't need to care about that. The first season was like, okay. It was worth watching. Mm. And then after that, it was like, what? No. Um, I feel like I've, I've watched something and like recently, like I'm, I feel like I'm always watching things and then being like, oh, I don't like what they're doing to their character. I'm going to stop yeah, watching, I, you know, hey, we, we, we've talked about this. I don't like TV. Um, I watch a good amount of it. Yeah. Usually after it goes on for a while, uh, you, they, it, it like, it's like they get different writers or they trying to spice things up or they try to, they try to like make more plot happen. And then it's like, this doesn't make any sense for the character development. And, right. Like Twin Peaks is the oh, classic example. Actually, a great example is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, they kind of rushed. Yeah, they, they ran out of, of the skipped, source. They skipped some character development and tried to rush through plot stuff. And like the characters were like the big drawing. Well, they didn't thing. have the material anymore. He didn't yeah. write enough. Well, yeah, but they are still like writers that know how to write things. Like they could have. Yes. They could have. That they, they what they were trying to do was put some pieces together. I'm, to get uh, yeah, but things. I'm just saying that 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 is a large part of it. And we've talked yeah. about how they capitalize on the manga by making a series before the series is over, yeah. and then they make a better anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, once everything's done but but the you know fans were upset with with what was done there with game people of thrones outrage oh, the same yeah. thing with eva actually great, another great oh, yeah. example is star wars people were pissed about the last jedi and so they decided to completely like fuck up this last movie to make it just boring and like yeah try to make it so that like it is it, it, like this movie can't piss anyone off because it's what were, we think the they, fans want they act at a uh <laughs> archival footage of an actress that has been dead for years mm-hmm. uh and they're just like, uh, yeah, here's a weird flashback sequence to explain this new thing. And uh, let's disregard everything that happened in the last like movie. Four glaring examples of being like, no, 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 Last Jedi or whatever it was. Uh, but last that, Jedi was better. That uh, that didn't happen. No, no, no. Um, here it is. Well, this movie would have been good if it didn't, if it wasn't so obvious when they were doing that heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Here's a new love interest. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's cut out any characters that were important in the last one. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Star Wars Pod. This is why it's good to just just make one good thing and then walk away. Or just away. like fuck the fans, do the thing that you know artistically right. you think is the right if thing the to do. If the fans were the artists, they would be the artists, right? Yeah, that's why we don't listen to you, you stupid listeners. Unless you give us twenty dollars, that's right. We'll listen to you if you give us twenty dollars. Yeah, but also cash. It's, it's like a subset of fans too, because like plenty of people also liked it. I loved, I loved the Last Jedi. Um, so it was just I thought a, it was pretty good. A loud subset of fans that I were like, like well, I don't, it's not what I want Star Wars to be. I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan. Yeah. I was disappointed by Knives Out. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. Knives Out was, it was, it was, it's worth watching, but I have problems with it. That's how I feel. Uh, it is clever. By the way, Satoshi Kon, uh, if you didn't know, died 10 years ago. In, no! Yeah, he died in 2010. He was working Aww. on a movie. He had pancreatic cancer. Let's watch more of his movies. The Why ultimate. don't we do that? We should. I, I would. I would watch rewatch Paprika. Let's do Paprika. I, I felt underwhelmed by it. I don't remember it. Did I see it? I think I. Yeah, we watched it. Okay. I, I think I expected more Perfect Blue for some reason. I haven't seen Millennium Actress. We haven't seen. People have talked about. I think Tokyo Godfathers. I believe that's him as well. Let's watch him. Um, and Aronofsky wrote a, a thing about Satoshi Kon after he passed away. He wrote a eulogy, which is very nice. He was like, I'm going to steal all of your ideas now. <laughs> R.I.P. He's like, he's like, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Cohn. Also, Black Swan was a completely original idea I thought up. I did not see your movie at that time. I have to go. 
And then he made Mother. Mother. Oh, mother. He made mother. He made Mother. That was an interesting movie. The full title of that movie was Motherfucker, and then they had to cut Come it. Come on. No, no way. Get out of here. No, no, it definitely was not. Mark, no way. Mother was okay. It was okay. It was interesting. It was interesting. It was, it it was another boring. example of At, like... In the middle, it got boring, I think, or towards the end. I had an interpretation of that movie, and then there's an interview where he blatantly is like, no, 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 it's a metaphor for Mother Earth. And I was like, I don't like this movie as much. <laughs> Apparently, I was wrong. I don't agree with it. I was wrong, but I enjoyed it before. I knew that you had a dumber idea <laughs> than what I did. I feel like everybody's making like climate change movies now. I mean, it's on a lot of our minds. Yeah. It's not happening. enough, am I right? Well, it is not, like sixty-seven degrees here in New Jersey on. Why January is it so hot? Early. I'm gonna. We're it's gonna so get. Hot. We're gonna get rid of our Keurig machine. This winter has been so warm. What? We're gonna get rid of our Keurig machine. Get some reusable pods. I hate those though. I'd rather have oh, reusable okay. fi- um, filter or something. You gonna switch to French press? No, no, no. Still drip. No, I stay drip. Gonna get your own grinder. Yep, it's actually in the lobby. Grinding. Uh, it was delivered today. Yeah, it's it's a tribute to the clips. You're gonna do pour over? Uh, no, I'm not gonna do pour over or French press. Why? Because that's, that that's takes the way effort. To do it, that's actually Mark. why I don't like the reusable Keurig pods. Well, one of the reasons is like cleaning out this tiny dumb thing each time you want a cup of coffee sucks. Plus, it's like the yeah, water just it, goes every fucking direction. It's not cup even. Of coffee's perfect if you pour it over. Well, speaking of Japanese things, mm-hmm. pour over. They invented it. There's a place in uh, the East Village that does it. Let's go. It's got long lines on the weekends. Oh, wait. There's a lot of places that do it. Well, it's Japanese run. It's on oh, St. Mark's or something that is a lot of. That anyway. Place? Okay. <laughs> I think we're done with this episode. Yeah. We right? may be done with this episode. Yay. Uh, the movie, it's it's good. It's spooky if you like scary you stuff. You should watch it. It's a great exercise, I think, in terms of... Um, what anime as a medium can be yes. um, editing we're talking to people that have already seen it or that wants to be spoiled no nah, there's definitely people listening who are like fuck that it's already on i don't know yeah. any other podcast to listen to well i expect 90 minutes of jjb pod well, we spoiled the whole thing so now there's no point we have not spoiled the whole thing and okay we spoiled the whole i think thing. i think i think you could still watch it if you listen to this but like you should you should have just watched it before we spoiled it <laughs> jackie's a big into our podcast telling people you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't have done it. Mm-mm. You fucked up. You shouldn't have gone to college for that major. Regret everything. Yeah. Anyway, again, please subscribe to our Patreon. You can just give us a fucking dollar. It's patreon.com slash jjbpod. <laughs> Feel free to write to us your thoughts. Tell us if you just decided to listen to this podcast without watching the movie so we can spank you. It's Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at jjbpod. And uh, by the way, uh, I, Mark, hello, might just start streaming hey Mark. games and shit on the twitch.tv slash jjbpod channel. Um, we didn't really use it for a long time in part because I was like, no, we should make it related to JoJo. And should blah, I blah, stream blah. my football manager? Please do. Games? Please do. <laughs> I won't say a word. Um, and I'm and I'm just going to stream whatever the fuck I happen to feel like playing. I have watched football manager streams, by the way. But just go to twitch.tv slash jjbpod if you want to see uh, the hiring and firing decisions that Miles makes for soccer. Mm-hmm telling people to train as a wingback or a fullback wow big call anyway <laughs> have a fucked up week everyone come on Bye. thank you so much to our patreon subscribers you guys are good yeah You're the week. rest of you are good too well yeah the patreon subscribers don't have to have a fucked up week but everyone else you know you know what you did it means a lot bye bye, bye. bye.